Hello and welcome. This is the UC Santa Cruz News Roundup podcast, where we talk about the latest news and research from UC Santa Cruz. In this episode, we'll continue going over the news about COVID-19 from a campus perspective and what UCSC is doing to help combat and manage the virus. And we are, of course, social distancing. Dan and I are recording this podcast through Zoom, which, as usual, I say this every time, but it's probably the most popular company in the world right now. Anyway, um, Dan, so how, how have things been going for you at, at uh, this week at home? Let's see. Uh, sourdough is basically just glued to the walls. I mean, the sourdough has oh. taken over the house. <laughs> Doesn't sound appealing. <laughs> so it's funny because I have not made a horrendous inedible thing yet. I've made sourdough English muffins. Oh. I've made million breads. Nice. I keep running for my exercise, sort of running around the block. It's a beautiful block under the Yacht Harbor, but I'm seeing a lot of it. It's almost like a screensaver at this point, Gwen. Yeah. Like, is this real or am I seeing this on my screen? Playing a lot of, <laughs> a lot of Clue. You know, oh, Mr. Mr. Yeah. Mustard in the parlor yes, with the, the candlestick. Yes. Oh my gosh, I remember that game. What's really weird is you could be Mr. Mustard as your character, and uh-huh. then you could be the murderer. And I'm like, that's dumb. Why don't I remember <laughs> killing somebody? Do I have I like? Do I have some sort of Colonel out of Mustard's conscious? Got some kind of dementia. <laughs> I think everybody's got this murderous form. Of dementia and clue. It's funny or how like they, we don't have a clue. Multiple personalities. Oh yeah, they're clueless. I know. And then uh, and uh, also ants. Uh, ants. I thought oh, the readers no. need to know that ants have gotten into our compost pile, and I can't. We have a really great compost pile. I think it's really successful, but I don't know if the ants are causing harm or kind of helping stir hmm. the soil or helping I don't know I, I I really if a reader out there a listener knows I would I would appreciate yeah let, well let's that. do a little test here um, yeah. uh, if, if anybody out there knows you can email knows the answer to this question by Dan white about ants and are they harmful to a compost you could email him at d white one at ucsd.edu and we'll see if anybody answers. <laughs> I like that. And in the likely event, Gwen, that nobody bites. <laughs> I could always ask somebody at the um my least favorite wonderful program, but not one of my very favorite acronyms, CUSFIS. Yes, CUSFIS. CUSFIS. Um, I think somebody I bet you right. one of those CUSFIS people would know. Oh, they will definitely know. Yeah. Well, great. Um, sounds like you're having a pretty good uh, shelter in place week. And um, yeah. so we'll just say, dear listeners, forgive any you know poor audio quality or sounds in the background as we get you the podcast over Zoom, even in this strange and uncertain environment that we're in. I'm Gwen Jordanay, and I'm an editor for UC Santa Cruz News. I'm Dan White. I'm a writer for UC Santa Cruz News. Excellent. All right. So let's dive right in. Okay. So first I want to give an update on commencement, which is coming right up. Um, Back in April, Chancellor Cynthia LaRive notified campus that we wouldn't be able to hold in-person commencements, which is just such a bummer. 
But then her office got to work on asking students what they'd like to do in terms of a virtual commencement or a postponement or if they had you know, other ideas. And based on survey feedback from more than 2,200 students, as well as recommendations from the Commencement 2020 Working Group and the Commencement 2020 Steering Committee, we've decided to hold virtual commencements in June for the 13 undergraduate main venue events and also plan to have an in-person commencement ceremony when it's safe. So, you know, we're doing the best we can, and I'm just so excited that the, the students did want to have an in-person ceremony um, at a later date, and they also wanted to plan for doing virtual ones in case people couldn't make it back, and this way we'll at least be able to celebrate all these wonderful students. The I'm glad they opted that for that. I think that that's yeah, good. That's I know. Good. I agree. The Keeping 13, it safe, um, but also, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> with Zoom, like, this is actually a teachable moment, Gwen, because with Zoom, it's so hard not to interrupt because there's that little bit of a delay and the social yeah, cues. And it's I don't true. have those social cues anyhow, Gwen, as you know. <laughs> so this is, this is so hard for me. This is just the hard stuff. Oh my God. Okay, I feel well, like I'm relearning my well, missed manners. <laughs> Please continue. Thank you. Um, all right. The 13 main venue events are the 10 college commencement ceremonies, Black Grad, Chicanx, Latinx Urine Ceremony, and the Baskin School of Engineering Graduation Celebration. The graduate division has elected to postpone the graduate hooding ceremony until it's safe and to reconvene and it'll be in touch with graduate students with more information. So yeah, well, that must so have that's been a, what we're doing. must have been a really hard decision for them to, uh, to make, I would think. I know, I think they really had to wrestle with it and it, it's just such a bummer because our graduates have worked so hard for this moment and I feel terrible that they won't be able to walk across the stage in front of their family and friends to accept their degrees but hopefully we'll be able to celebrate with them when the time's right. And, you know, who knows, maybe it'll even be better than the initial ceremony would have, you know, sometimes life can be that way. But mm -hmm. I wish all these grads the best. Um, I've been reading about how um, it can really set, set people back if they graduate into a recession. So I'm really hoping the best for them all. And, you know, they are banana slugs. So we do have that. Slugs are resilient. They are. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, that's the news on commencement. Now I want to go to some projects that, uh, that, that got some funding that are really exciting. Um, three projects at UC Santa Cruz are among the 25 awards in an initial round of funding for innovative technologies to address COVID-19. And they're being funded by UC's, it's called CITRUS, it's an acronym, and the Banateo, Banatao Institute, which is a multi-campus research institute of the University of California, which, and it's headquartered at UC Berkeley. The projects range from testing, treatment, and transmission to genomics and virology, po policy, and privacy. Projects were funded at an average of 50,000 bucks each, so big money and they were chosen with an eye toward cost scalability and impact 
projects are designed to show results, research results within three to six months. So real pretty quick time period, which is what we need. <laughs> um, so at UC Santa Cruz, the following projects um, got, got awards. One is video assisted clin clinical care for remote management of COVID-19 led by Nargis Noruzi, Professor of Computer Science and Engineering here at UC Santa Cruz and Ian Julie at UC Davis. This project will help doctors use video in the management of COVID-19 patients. The proposal includes a mobile app that augments the video stream with patient information like blood oxygen uh, saturation level, respiratory rate, and heart rate in real time. The researchers also plan to analyze respiration patterns and oxygen saturation levels of COVID-19 patients and build a predictive model to distinguish COVID-19 from, you know, other stuff you can get like flu-like flu illnesses. So yeah. that should be really cool and help, pe help pe uh, keep people safe even as they're trying to diagnose whether sounds someone's like it. got COVID-19, yeah. Yeah, it sounds, it's also amazing to me that you could get that level of clinical information from video. You know? I know. I, I don't know, quite know how, really how the app works, um, yeah. but it sounds pretty amazing. Sure does. Okay, so then there's the, um, the UCSC SARS-CoV-2 genome browser led by Maximilian Hausler and Jim Kent at the UC Santa Cruz Genomics Institute. The Coronavirus Genome Browser Project will speed up successful COVID-19 research by integrating into the UCSC Genome Browser all genetic information from existing resources related to the novel coronavirus, which of course, as we know, causes COVID-19. Cross-referenced and easily accessible data of many types is essential for research, but you know, typical traditional government genetic databases are fragmented, they can be slow to update. The SARS-CoV-2 Genome Browser will convert, cross-reference, and make searchable molecular level data of all types as it appears in databases and data supplements of publications. And what that'll do is allow users to check these against new mutations in the virus as they appear. So that's amazing. It sure is. Yeah. yeah. And finally, there's creating a diagnostic testing facility from a research lab a team of UCSC faculty led by Olina Vask, Assistant Professor of Molecular Cell and Developmental Biology, has established the UCSC Molecular Diagnostic Lab to perform diagnostic testing for coronavirus infections. The testing facility began operating on May 1st and is currently providing coronavirus tests for the UCSC Student Health Center, of course, mm -hmm. and also for Santa Cruz Community Health. With support from research staff, graduate students, software engineers, and data analysts, the team quickly got to automation of sample processing, clinical data management, and data security for large amounts of personal, personal data to ensure HIPAA compliance. So it's all amazing. And, and then also we have more coronavirus work on campus and in our community to report, don't we? Indeed, indeed. Yes, yeah. a lot of impactful, groundbreaking COVID-19 related projects going on at UC Santa Cruz and also others that are taking place off of campus because of these smart and enterprising UC Santa Cruz graduates. So let's, cool. let's, let's start with what's happening on campus. Okay. Now, researchers at UC Santa Cruz are testing a new technology that could provide 
low-cost antibodies testing, which you've heard so much about, specifically yeah. for detecting and quantifying antibodies to the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. And this is called novel nanosensor technology. Cool. Okay, that sounds really interesting. So how can this cutting-edge technology help with measuring the spread of the novel coronavirus? It's a good question. So let's say you supply a blood sample, Gwen. You okay. give a blood sample to the scientists, okay. and the detection of the antibodies in your blood sample will indicate whether you've been infected and if your immune system has developed a response, I hope a successful response against the infection, mm -hmm. trying to fight it off. Now your classic diagnostic diagnostic testing is useful because it's useful because it identifies the active infections. Now, but a serology test is a very different approach. It can identify people who've already been infected mm -hmm. and we can presume developed some level of immunity to this disease, although we still have much to learn about immunity to the novel coronavirus. Now, right. okay. serology tests are really important because they help scientists quantify the actual number of cases of COVID-19 out there that have occurred, hmm. including asymptomatic cases and those who've recovered. Uh, Nader Pormand, professor of biomolecular engineering in the Baskin School of Engineering at uh, UC Santa Cruz, is evaluating a serology testing platform derived from nanopipep nanopipette technology for the uninitiated and nanopipette is really just a little small itty bitty glass tapering tube. <laughs> Professor Pormond received a $75,000 grant from the COVID Catalyst uh, Fund established over at uh, UC Berkeley to provide quick funding for COVID-19 research at the institutions within a vast network of scientists, engineers, and clinical uh, researchers in the Bay Area. Hmm. Uh, there have been some concerns some reports about inaccurate results from some of the rapid tests right. that are out there. Yeah, I've heard about that. And in addition, as you probably also heard, the rapid tests don't uh, measure the level of antibodies, which gives scientists a way to quantify immune responses, identifying potential plasma donors. Mm -hmm. So what we're hoping for and aiming for is the best of both worlds, a test that is rapid and accurate and useful. Yeah, right? <laughs> that sounds good. Wouldn't that be nice? And so this is this new nanosensor technology that offers the potential to rapidly detect and, detect and quantify antibodies to the coronavirus in a finger prick blood sample in less than a minute using disposable cartridges. And it's relatively inexpensive, the reader. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, one of the goals we and other groups are working towards is to enable people to do the testing themselves, uh, Professor yeah. Pormon said. So uh, I'm wishing them all the best with this nanosensor technology, which I suspect we'll hear more about. Speaking of science and slugs uh, on the COVID front, a couple weeks ago, I had the real privilege of interviewing Joe DeRisi. He's a slug who mm -hmm. is who, um, leading a massive effort to ramp up COVID-19 testing. Now, he's regarded as one of the world's leading disease detectives. Joe Gerisi, who is a Crown College grad from back in uh, 1992, studying biochemistry uh, and molecular biology, has spent his professional life studying and chasing and fighting these nasty viruses. These days, Gerisi, who is a soft-spoken professor of biophysics and biochemistry at UC San Francisco, he's one of the leading scientists in the fight against the novel coronavirus, helming a massive effort to ramp up state-of-the-art clinical lab testing for COVID-19 throughout California while pioneering large-scale testing in Bay Area communities. What an interesting guy, Gwen. He just yeah. was uh, fascinating to speak with him. Now, 
he is part of a public-private partnership that could also serve as an easily replicated model for COVID net testing all over the nation, I would think the globe. His lab, known as the Chan Zuckerberg Biohub, has shared its expertise with pop-up testing labs at his alma mater, UC Santa Cruz, which we really appreciate, of course, mm -hmm. and UC Santa Barbara, and he's also given guidance to UC Berkeley on how to start their own lab. He is co-president of the Chan Zuckerberg Biohub, Bio created with the help of $600 million from uh, Facebook founder Mark mm -hmm. Zuckerberg and his mm -hmm. wife, the pediatrician Priscilla Chan. Very uh, profitable, that Facebook. Uh, remarkably, <laughs> <laughs> remarkably, Joe DeRisi led a successful effort to convert some vacant UC San Francisco lab space into a fully functioning, clinically certified COVID-19 testing lab. And get this, Gwen, just eight days. Eight wow, days. eight days. That's <laughs> yeah. an incredibly tight <laughs> timeline to go from empty lab space to yeah. state-of-the-art testing facility. Um, how, how did Derisi pull that off? It's a good question, Gwen, because I think it takes longer even to get a good sourdough starter going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's a ridiculously fast timeline, like going from zero to 60 miles per hour in a couple seconds yeah, in your, you yeah. know, in your RV. But uh, Joe DeRisi was <laughs> able to do this for several key reasons. For one thing, he had some uh, high profile backing from the aforementioned Priscilla Chan and Mark Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. For another mm -hmm. thing, he was able to draw on the skills and the hard work of 200 super smart volunteers, mostly UCF uh, grad students. Uh, so he said, hey, come and work for me. And, and he said he got signups right away, like 100 volunteers right from the get-go. Cool. It also helps if you want a fast timeline when you get an executive order from the top, from Governor Gavin Newsom, to get the project in order right around the time when the governor was issuing his much-heralded strict shelter-in-place orders to flatten the curve of COVID in California, which we all appreciate. Yeah. Now, because of the Biohub's unique structure, a private-public partnership that blends high-tech with open-source scientific uh, practices, we can be flexible and nimble. Derisi told me. He's confident the model can be duplicated elsewhere. As a matter of fact, he's working with uh, his team in an upcoming book that's going to dish on all the secrets of how you can do this on your own. Private-public partnership for COVID testing. He said it'll be like the Hitchhiker's Guide to COVID-19. <laughs> and uh, the first lesson he said was don't panic. And if you know that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know that's a nice nerdy in-joke for all of us fans. <laughs> of the book. Oh, cool. Right. He sounds wonderful. He sure is. And he's so funny and just so personable, just an interesting, interesting and guy. I hope and I want to tell you. Some... Okay, go ahead. I hope so. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's so funny. There's so much COVID-y interesting stuff on every front. And there's something on the business front that I just wanted to shoehorn into uh, the podcast, if I may, Gwen. Yeah. There's this incredible group of smart UCSC students who are helping area businesses stay afloat during this time of COVID-19 related shutdowns, which uh, have pushed 7.5 million businesses across the nation to the brink of bankruptcy, actually. Mm. These 10 bright and civic-minded and very uh, tech-savvy <laughs> students are part of a nonprofit profit uh, initiative called Get Virtual which really is two things at once. For one, it's a Zoom-based class, an entrepreneurship course taught at UC Santa Cruz by lecturer, broadcaster, and tireless multimedia artist, Nada Milkovich. 
but it's also a kind of consulting firm for businesses that haven't figured out how to make the big switch from in-person sales and window shopping to these online platforms, you know, like mm -hmm. Instacart where people can scroll through there and that's what I want and do curbside pickup. A lot of the businesses could pivot in the dime and do this. And a lot of them are saying, what, what's Instacart? So, yeah. so um, and so these students are super tech savvy and they're helping these mom and pop kinds of businesses survive by making the switch. Now the founder of Get Virtuals is uh, Toby Corey. He's an entrepreneur, Stanford lecturer and former uh, Tesla executive. So he's a well-placed individual. Okay, um, this sounds, this just sounds so great. Um, but how, so how do these young UCSC students help these business owners who <laughs> honestly are probably old <laughs> enough to be their parents or even probably their grandparents? Well, just to, just to give you a working metaphor, uh, I can't operate my own television set. For that, I've got to summon my 11-year-old daughter like, Daddy, here's how you turn it on and off. And there's like this algorithm she uses that, you know. So the fact is, let me just say this straight up, and it's embarrassing, but a lot of the younger generation are kind of our mentors. They're savvy about a lot of stuff that people in, let's say, my generation have no idea about <laughs> because they grew up with this language. Right, so technological right. fixes actually come pretty naturally and easily to the students who also relish the chance to keep these businesses viable. And yeah. many of the interns have a truly intimidating bag of technological tricks at their disposal. Um, we're bringing together multiple technologies to the, the fore, says Get Virtual Intern Anaga Vijay including templatized web design, I don't even know what that is, Gwen, mm -hmm. integration of point of sale systems and online payment channels, listing product catalogs on virtual marketplaces, and the list goes on. Now, um, as I was trying to wrap my brain around this, a very nice uh, student, the Get Virtual Operating Officer, Aaron Spanner, he broke it down to, for me. He said, it's kind of like that old saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day teach him how to fish and elite for the rest of his life, right? Yeah. So we're just giving these businesses, uh, these services that can help them deliver the goods during the pandemic, giving them tools to sustain themselves, right? And yeah. also to add life and vitality to our community, because what are we without our local wonderful businesses? And this program, by the way, is really taking off. Now more than 50 businesses are vying for help from Get Virtual, and the program scope just keeps expanding with Get Virtual partnerships starting at CSU uh, Monterey Bay and Stanford. So remember that name, folks, Get Virtual. I think you're going to be hearing a lot from these people very soon. It's so great, and it just is yet another perfect example and illustration of the way UC Santa Cruz students help their community and volunteer in it and um, really want it to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really hope they can, they can assist these small businesses because you're right. I just love all our small businesses and they make it really unique here and we need them. So I hope they can get through this. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for this time. That's pretty much all the news we've got. Good as always to have you with us. So stay safe, stay healthy, stay home slugs. And we'll catch you up with all the latest news next time. We'll see you all soon. Yeah. yeah. All right. Take Indeed. care.